Abdullah, this is absolute gold. No one's talking like this on any podcast. Dear listener, how is it that these bankers manage to wrestle so much wealth and control? Well, it's called fractional reserve banking, otherwise known as fraud. And while it's simple in nature, whenever I try to explain it, it becomes so complex and people switch off because of its mathematical nature. So here's a little story that I wrote to dumb it down for seven-year-olds, since we really should have been taught all of this while we were at school. So here we are, the ugly goldsmith. Once upon a time, there was an ugly goldsmith who lived in a village in Eastern Europe. His job was to turn gold into jewelry. And because he was very good at his job, all the other villagers would take their gold to him to turn into bracelets, rings, and necklaces. Because the ugly goldsmith dealt with a lot of gold, he had a strong vault built into his workshop and hired security guards to make sure nobody tried to steal his gold. Now this village was a prosperous one. People would travel from far and wide to trade at its marketplace, but it also attracted another type of visitor. One day, a gold thief arrived in the village and started stealing from the villagers, and the villagers began to panic because they didn't have any security. Worried that the thief would steal their well-earned gold, they came up with an idea. What if they asked the goldsmith to keep their gold in his vault? The village people called a meeting with the ugly goldsmith and discussed their problem. He agreed to protect their gold, but for a fee. And for every gram of gold the villagers stored with him, he would write out a note and brand it with his stamp. Whenever the villagers wanted to withdraw their gold, they could bring the paper note to the goldsmith and he would reimburse them less his fee. The villagers were happy that their gold was safe and so they were willing to pay this fee. But they began to hate having to see the ugly goldsmith's face every time they needed to buy something at the market. So they held another village meeting and there decided among themselves that instead of going to the ugly goldsmith every day, they would just exchange the paper notes in the market. That way, they only had to go to the ugly goldsmith when they really had to. After a while, the ugly goldsmith noticed that fewer and fewer people were coming to get their gold, and this gave him an idea even uglier than his face. As long as he kept enough gold in the vault to service the few people that came to exchange their notes, he could loan the rest out, and he would charge interest on the loans, and so even though the gold wasn't his, he would be making profit off the interest. Now, the ugly goldsmith had a few ugly cousins that sold goods in the marketplace. He called a family meeting and offered them his new loans of gold at low interest rates. The ugly merchants got excited because they knew with more funds to purchase goods, they could buy stock at lower costs and make bigger profits in the marketplace. The ugly merchants got very rich very quickly because none of the other merchants could compete with them. All the ugly merchants had to do was make sure they paid off their interest installments on time every month. That way, they could keep getting bigger and bigger loans. The other merchants in the marketplace became jealous of the ugly merchants. They investigated what was going on and realized that the ugly merchants were being backed by the ugly goldsmith. But, because of their own greed, 
they stopped their investigation there. Instead of stopping the illegal loans, they went themselves to the ugly goldsmith to get their own loans. The ugly goldsmith agreed to loan them the money, but they didn't know that their interest rate was higher. After all, the villagers weren't family. With all of the extra capital created by the ugly goldsmith, the village got even richer. As news spread of this wealthy village, tradesmen and artisans travelled from all corners of the world to take advantage of the boom. New industries were created and the village became a large town. The more the town's economy grew, the more gold arrived in the town and into the ugly goldsmith's vault. And the more gold he had in the vault, the more he could loan out at interest. By now, he was making a lot more money from his loans than his jewellery business had ever made, so he rebranded his business as Goldsmith's Bank. He needed a bigger vault, so he built a huge building in the centre of the town, and inside it he built the biggest vault in Eastern Europe to store everyone's gold, and then he hired even more security guards. While many people enjoyed the boom, there were some that couldn't afford to pay back their interest instalments. But this didn't anger the ugly goldsmith. Instead, it made him excited. Because whenever somebody couldn't pay their loan back, he would take whatever the person had to pay off the loan. And if somebody refused, then he would send over his team of security guards to help them change their mind. Over time, the ugly goldsmith accumulated land, livestock, and all sorts of other goods that he would sell off to his cousins, the ugly merchants. But those that were dispossessed had lost everything they had and were forced to move to the outskirts of the town. Here, they made houses from whatever they could find. As time went on, more and more people moved into these poverty-stricken districts and crime began to rise. Despite the social ills growing in the town, the ugly goldsmith kept loaning out his pieces of paper and nobody stopped him. The ugly goldsmith knew that he had to keep the mayor and the chief of police on his side, so he built them big houses in the centre of town. If people complained to the mayor about having to pay back their loans, the mayor would just make excuses for his friend the ugly goldsmith. And if anyone complained to the chief of police about the ugly goldsmith's racketeering, the chief of police would just turn a blind eye. Then the ugly goldsmith had a great bout of inspiration and invented a new word, philanthropy. This term meant that he could pretend to be the saviour by publicly handing out arms, while behind the scenes it was his fraudulent loans that were actually causing all of the pain and distress. In the shortest amount of time, the ugly goldsmith was not only the richest man in the town, alongside his cousins, the ugly merchants, but he was also the most powerful. Nobody could contest him because most of the people didn't know that it was him manipulating all of the events behind the scenes. And as crime got worse and the outskirts of the town became even more unlivable, the ugly goldsmith would make sure that the mayor took the hit and another man would be put in his place. And the same thing happened with the chief of police. Because by now, goldsmith's bank's paper notes were the currency of the town, all the gold was sucked into the ugly goldsmith's vault under his control. He had used the people's gold to rob them of that very gold. He had become extremely rich while the majority of the people in the town suffered and he sat behind the scenes taking no responsibility while using the mayors and chiefs of police as his scapegoat. And one day he was overheard saying, Give me control of a country's currency and I care not who makes its laws. Mm -hmm.